Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Call Her Andy podcast. You already know who it is. It's your favorite podcast, Aunties. And we're coming at you after the first couple weeks of the new year. How have you been, Grace? I've been good. I also just want to say happy two years to us because I think the, I I had January 13th stuck in my head. Maybe that was the day we recorded or the day we first released our episode. But either way, two weeks ago or a week ago, we recorded with Natalie Snow. So it was also like a two part. So um, we actually never recorded and said like happy two years to us. But we know it was sometime in January, but Quay will get us the exact date. Our release date was January 19th so I can't believe like we missed that oh my goodness we were so busy that day with our own lives (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but how did you guys like that two-part episode I know it was kind of choppy and like um but we thought it was like really important we thought about like condensing it but then we wanted everyone to get to know Aunt Nat and then we wanted everyone to really have that insight that she shared with us about what has led to this increase of incarceration of Indigenous women and like men too and that was really important for us to like just share so we're yeah we're all aware so we hope you liked it we might maybe we'll do more two parts who knows two parts well I feel like a lot of episodes if they also go a certain extent will have to be two parts yeah <laughs> but honestly like any guests we've had we could have got we could have talked for like two hours for sure I, yeah any of them yeah um but so how are you doing Quay how am I doing yeah <laughs> um I'm doing pretty good I've been on that neo wellness challenge Ooh, um yeah I've been so grateful for it because normally I'd be like oh I don't have to work out today I can work out tomorrow but then with this challenge I'm like no I have to work out today if I want to um be like day one day two day three day four day five and then like you have a hit day and a a relaxed day and like I have been very flexible with when my relaxed day is to when my body needs it but I've been really grateful that I'm like I have a partner who I'm in this challenge with and that's Miquan Tolpin where I'm like, no, we, we have to hit these days and like I'm accountable to her and I want I'll just say I want to win. So I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. And I've been feeling um really good about it. And then on top of it, when I started the Neo Wellness, I don't even know if I'm saying it, Nuo. I don't, I can't, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but when I started it, me and Erica did um dry-ish January so we did our first two weeks of the new year dry um 
just like that commitment to ourselves too mm-hmm. or like the holding each other accountable too um and that was really nice and yeah so I've been kind of you know trying to enter this new year really ready to kind of expand and grow and I like we'll talk about that later about comfort zones and like growth zones and stuff but I've been patient with myself and I think that's what has made this first couple weeks smooth I think Mm -hmm. nice I I love your updates about that challenge because it's pretty exciting I haven't lost any weight but I feel so much better and that's what's important that's to me yeah it is and consistency is key so it's only been three weeks see where Mm -hmm. I am in in eight yeah exciting um I've been pretty much like on the same um like just with healthy eating like I can't really do intense workouts but I am also I've been meaning to like I have weights downstairs actually that you got me last year Quay from HomeSense they're on sale I've been meaning to do like some arm workouts and um, like leg workouts and trying to get out for my walks but I've been really focusing on the type of food that I put into my body and you know nourishing it that way and keeping my body warm like I've been having a lot of oatmeal and soup and tea and um and I'm really excited too because Ben has also the past like week has been you know like working out and he's on this whole focus now and you know how sometimes guys get into and maybe even like girls too can sometimes get into this mindset of they're like oh I gotta like bulk up I want to like gain muscle and I'm like I can eat whatever I want as long as I like work out but he's finally like no I need to like he's like we need to like develop meal plans and I'm like well I know like what I should be eating um but for like a man like I've, I don't know that research of like how much protein you should be eating or how many calories and things like that. So well, everybody is different. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter if it's like a girl versus a guy, everybody is different and your protein intake is always different. And for like goals too, like what his goal is. So, um, did you know, sorry, did oh, you yeah. know you need like 1.5 to two, maybe no one to two grams of protein per body weight so if you want to gain muscle and say someone's 175 Mm -hmm. they need to at least be eating 175 grams of protein per day to maintain and grow muscle and if you want like really like optimize your growth it's like two so that's like 300 grams and also (laughs) Your body can metabolize or not metabolize, your body can utilize 30 to 40 grams of protein every four hours. So if Ben wants to get serious, he has to divide 200 by 30 or 40 and then ensure that he's eating that much every four hours and tolerate the feeling of fullness and sickness every single day. Because that is a lot of protein that you're going to have to take. And some people there's like, so that's one study. Some people study that like your body can't really process it or handle it for long periods of time. So then you have to like do that. So um, just 
just try your best if you're trying to gain that muscle. That is a lot of protein because I, I've been looking up. So like now being pregnant, I really didn't have to adjust a whole lot of my diet. Like I apparently only need like 300 calories extra per day. And that would just be in like healthy snacks between meals. Mm -hmm. But I was like looking up like how much protein should I be having throughout the day? And it said 60 grams or something. And even 60 grams seemed like a lot, like I'm everything I, I, every meal and snack I do eat, I'm like, Hey, where's the protein? And I'm looking, I'm like, like nuts have like seven grams and like, okay. My protein powder had like 12 grams. So I'm trying to add these like numbers up. And I'm like, it almost seems like I might not get to 60. No, so like, it's crazy. My so number is like 60. Yeah. My number is like 160. So what do you, what do you eat? Like you literally have to have like protein shakes, protein bars on top of like, cause then it's harder if you're like, it's not, it's not harder. It's more strategic if you're like pescatarian or if you're vegetarian, like there's protein dense stuff like lentils, legumes, but then sometimes people's bodies, like you might not be able to process legumes or whatever they're called. And you'd have to do like the broccoli or um, it's quite strategic and you have to do a lot of research to do it. But I just stick with like protein bars, protein shakes, um, like my breakfast would be like four pieces of turkey bacon, egg whites from the like those egg white cartons, mm-hmm. and then um, Ezekiel bread or like sourdough or the bread. Um, the there's like one bread that has like rye, mm-hmm. and there's like wraps too that you can get at the store that have ten grams because usually bread is it's carb and it's fuel, but it's not what it should be. One time I was seeing this guy who was trying to get 200 all the time. And his struggle was like, he had to eat ground turkey when he wasn't even hungry and he could almost throw up. But for him to get beefcake status, he had to do it. And it, but so just start with like a hundred and then see how he feels and then go up a little bit and see if it's, see what's manageable for him because he's a dad, he's a husband, he has other priorities right now. And if what he can manage is what's important. Yeah. I, wow. I didn't even think like how much protein you do need to intake to if nothing, build or maintain or. Yeah. When I'm out at dinner or out somewhere, if it doesn't get over 20 grams of, ca- of protein, I'm like not worth it. Yeah. How much, would need- like a, how much would a chicken breast normally have? Like a, a grilled chicken breast. Depends on your ounces. Like how big of a chicken breast is it? Um, or when I look at like protein bars, if they don't have over 20 or to like 30, like a, a scoop of protein, I'm like, not worth it. But um, something that's really good and clean, I think is the term to use. It's like shrimp because it doesn't have very, well, I don't know, maybe Ben's goals are different. So like, shrimp doesn't have a lot of fat yeah so it's like just the protein kind of um I think Faith explained it a little bit more on the the episode Mm -hmm. but I'm not a dietitian I'm not a nutritionist I'm just a regular homebody who's trying to get beefy (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's like you've looked this stuff up, right? And like mm-hmm. you're actually living it, you know, trying to get all that protein in. But wow, yeah. I've I've just been pretty much like I I ran out of my protein powder. So everything I'm eating has just been like naturally, like I'm yeah. okay. I had like peanut butter and apples and hummus and whatever and like yeah making sure I have but I've been having a lot of eggs and turkey bacon too so that's like a high protein for for a meal like that but okay so yeah that's like pretty much what I've been up to just focusing on eating well I've been feeling really great working um I feel like I never leave my house and Nico's finally in school so I just want to like get through the winter and then feel good like once the baby's here and it'll be summer and I'll be you know feeling good because I ate well throughout my pregnancy and yeah I'm like very optimistic that's that's a good place to be in I don't think we like paid enough attention to your announcement like I don't think we gave enough excitement to it yeah like it's such a exciting time um and like a happy time. Like I can't wait to welcome. So we listeners, we call, not we, I call her in uterus, maybe a caterpillar. Um, <laughs> I was like, what's caterpillar up to now? Like, I can't wait. So I can't wait for a caterpillar to come out into the world and be a little butterfly and like bless our lives. But what do you want to like give us any early access to any names you're thinking of? Yeah. Um, so I really liked the name Alba and I've liked it for a few years because from Jane, the Virgin, the grandmother's name is Alba and, um, which is a show on Netflix. And then I know a listener, um, that we end up, I think we follow her on our our page and then I, and we ended up following each other on, um, personal accounts and her daughter's name is Alba. And I was like, wow, like I've always loved that name. So I mentioned it, but Ben absolutely hates it. <laughs> so oh, no. he's like, it's off the table. And I'm like, ah, oh, I just think it's Nico so cute. and Alba would have been cute. Yeah. So kind of like our front runner right now is Camilla. Okay. Um, we're still very open to other names. So if any listener has names, let us, let me know. But yeah, other than that, like I've been feeling really good. Uh, I'm not as big as I was with Nico. I find out, I get my blood work this week to see if I have gestational diabetes, which I did have with Nico. So here's to hoping I don't have that. And yeah. Well, your oatmeal doesn't seem to be spiking you or anything much this time, eh? Well, I'm also not like tracking my blood glucose throughout the day either. Oh, so we don't, we don't know yet, but oatmeal is like health is fairly healthy. Like it's a grain. It's a complex carb. Yeah. In terms of like carb for diabetes. Mm -hmm. So it like burns slower, right? Yeah. For lunch, I pretty much don't have any carbs or grains at all. So, um, and then for dinner, I feel like it's hard to even bypass carbs so even if it's like healthy carbs right like it's rice or uh, potatoes or things like that but I've been loving my oatmeal and I make it 
fairly healthy with like blueberries and cinnamon and nuts and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, that's like my pregnancy update is I'm feeling good and doing good. And the baby girl, she moves a lot. Um, so that's exciting too. So Caterpillar is quite squirmy. It's <laughs> very on brand of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So moving into, because I feel like every update every week, everyone's going to be hearing about my pregnancy. So <laughs> you're like moving away from that. Is, are they the size, is Caterpillar the size of an avocado yet? Oh, it's past that. Oh. Yeah, let me see. She's the size of, um, oh, wow. She's the size of a cantaloupe. What? Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Apparently she's like a pound and a half. Um, but All that's right. from my app. Like, I don't know what she would be in real life, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad you're sharing this journey. And I think, um, it's important to talk about it more. Like I know people, well, I don't know. I think it's important to talk about all aspects of pregnancy more because as women, we're, we don't really share that or we don't, I don't know. Cause I'm trying to say like, there's things about pregnancy that I didn't know. And I love learning more. Like I didn't know that you can have, when you're lactating, you would have a lack, something dry up and you have just this, like a stone in your boob that you have to pass. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't know that. Like a clogged milk. That yeah, a dud. <laughs> a milk yeah. dud. I've never had that, I don't think, with Nico. I don't know. It was very painful, though. Like, and that's, like, I'm nervous for, like, the recovery at, like, labor oh. and then recovery and then, like, breastfeeding. Like, the first couple of weeks are going to be really hard, but I feel like I'm, I'm prepared because I know what to expect. So yeah. I want to like meal prep foods and like, I know like what I want to fuel my body with after, like I heard like having bone broth after you have a baby is because it will like nourish your body with um, like nutrients oh. because mm-hmm. you've really lost so much. Um, so I feel like I know what to expect. It's also hard, like not even not having my own family here because they would like my mom would be like here all the time or my sister and I'm even thinking of like oh what if I'm like I have to leave like quickly because we're in labor and then like I'd want to come home to like a clean house oh yeah (laughs) and I was telling my neighbor that and she's like oh well I'll clean your house just let me like just tell me where all the cleaning stuff because I don't know if you're like this but whenever you travel do you like Make sure like the house is clean before you leave. So, and I can't really like, I'll try to plan to have it clean, but it could happen at any time that I'm like, what if my bed is like a mess or my sheets are dirty or there's dishes in the sink. So, and then you can't even plan that far ahead too. Well, you could, you can plan for it, but like, it's hard, but I also think it's hard for you because you have Nico who's living up every day and is creating not a mess, but living (laughs) it's it's nico and our dog frank they're just like (laughs) if i'm not yelling at nico for listening not listening i'm yelling at frank for not listening and i'm like how do we have these two things that don't listen (laughs) these two little pups in your world yeah my 
I was gonna mention something, but now I can't remember what it was about. Oh, this is what it was. Do you have a birth plan or anything, whatever they're called right now? Like Erica always tells me, like, don't not don't be opposed. She's like, you need to go in knowing what you're gonna do. So when it happens, you have a plan. Cause she was like, as in, are you gonna get the epidural? Yes or no? Are you going to go to the hospital? Yes or no. Are you going to do a home birth? Yes or no. Like having those steps ready. Do you have yeah. them ready in your head yet? Or are you waiting still? I do have it in my head. So I'll definitely be going to the hospital just because I was like high risk with Nico and almost had to get a C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm prepared to go to the hospital, but I like, I believe kind of what Erica says is I think having like a very loose plan, like have like expectations, be aware of your options, but be loose because like my friend just had a baby over the weekend and there's like, if you're set on getting an epidural, like if you're too far along or your baby's like about to come, like there's a point where you can't get an epidural. So I don't, I want to go in thinking I'm going to get an epidural, but if this baby's just like flying out of me, then like, (laughs) I'm like, I'll have to know and expect that like there's a point where I won't be able to get an epidural I'll just have to mm-hmm. deal with it like a choose your own adventure like you know when you the that thing it's like yes I know yes yeah okay, like <laughs> no if you can't get it will you be okay yes <laughs> like what is that called oh. yeah no well I don't know what that tree is called but yeah I think that's that's a good like a map I don't know a map it's not a map um what you said though about like having your family around that's something that like when I've always thought of myself as having children, I've always thought of myself as having children with my family around as in if I were working late or if I was doing something and I couldn't go to the daycare or go to school, like it would be nothing for me to text my friend Erica or like my brothers to be like, hey, I can't pick up my child today from daycare. I'm going to be late. Can you grab them? And then be like, yeah, I'll grab them on my way home. No, not a big deal. Or like my dad to be able to like swoop into so that's something that I am I am sorry for the pause because <laughs> I want to be I don't want to be sounding like sad that we live down south but it's like also a reality right yeah yeah it's true and um- Sorry, were you still going? I was going to change topics, but did you have anything else to add to it? Because we're yeah. going to be okay. I had one more thing to add was that, um, so like I have this plan of like what decisions I'm going to make, but I was just thinking like, if you're bringing a partner in, mm-hmm. a support person, anyone, like making sure that they know what you want. Because I was just telling Ben like the other day, I'm like, with Nico, they were like, oh, you might have to get a C-section, like you can't eat or drink. And I went like a full day without even having water and being in labor. And then right at the last minute, they're like, the baby's heart rate's dropping. Like we got to get her in for a C-section. And I'm like, I've been down for a C-section all day, but then I was like ready to push. But I'm telling Ben, I'm like, if they say that again, like just I would rather opt for a C-section because I wouldn't want to risk like the baby's heart rate dropping. And then what if there's like more complications after that? I'm just like, if they say that, 
like we're I'd rather just go right for a c-section yeah that's that's something important is like communication yeah and be on the same team right yeah but so I feel like I could have more about like oh your like hopes and dreams that we've had when we've imagined having a family and stuff but should we move on to something we really wanted to talk about yeah I think we should definitely maybe when I'm further along we could have like an episode about like preparing or I don't know something about pregnancy but um yeah like I think it it will move nicely into what we wanted to talk about this episode um regarding like comfort zone and we just like there is other zones that you can put yourself in yeah do you want to kind of expand yeah so me and grace started wanting to do this episode because recently um grace got out of her comfort zone of like how she's eating um remember a couple episodes back and then this past weekend i tried a new skill and i was learning to snowboard and everyone was like not everyone grace was like oh my god that's so brave of you oh my god like i would like uh not a lot of people like would at 32 would like just jump into a new sport. It's so brave. <laughs> but I think that it's really important before we were like, well, I was like, yeah, I got to get out of my comfort zone because that's where dreams go to die. But <laughs> that's not really the perspective to have. The perspective is more about um, don't leave your comfort zone, expand it. So you can expand your comfort zone by having like the, the central core, like where you feel safe and where you feel happy and like comfortable. And then you have the fear zone where you're like, that's where I was in leading up to going to Blue Mountain this past weekend and snowboarding. It's like finding an excuse, lacking the confidence, um, getting kind of anxious over it. Mm-hmm. But then you like, if you expand it to include that and you expand it even further, then you have a learning zone were you extending your like you've extended it to be able to acquire new skills and to face the challenges with confidence Mm -hmm. and then once you do that and you feel like comfortable with that then you have the growth zone where you can like realize your capabilities and capacity and like set new goals and like find find more hobbies and things so Mm -hmm. I didn't I wouldn't say I left my comfort zone Mm -hmm. I expanded it to include this new sport and then acquire this new skill and have these new goals like yeah I tried it out and now I can't wait to go back and then like next winter I'm like I want to make it down the big hill because I'm going to be real guys I didn't go down a big hill yeah (laughs) so that is really important and like what did you or what do you find like when you're trying to push yourself, Grace, to like it not step out, expand your zone? What do you feel is like one of your struggles? Um, I feel like one of my struggles is consistency. Like, you know, you have the idea of like, okay, hey, I'm gonna like eat this like, you know, amazing meal plan that's gonna make me feel this way and look this way, or I'm gonna be on this workout journey. And then my problem was consistency before because then you'd be like you wouldn't do it one day and then you'd feel so down about it and then you just like go back into the same habits 
Um, I found like this past year, I definitely pushed myself out of the comfort zone um, with, you know, the, the proper eating. And then that time period I was running, I was like, okay, what are things that are hard for me? Like I wasn't running because I, I thoroughly enjoy running. Like I actually still don't, (laughs) but I was running because I'm like, okay, this is hard. And I just want to like push myself to do it. And the same goes with eating. Like, um, like I know what like food I should be eating, but it's so, you know, your comfort, like, that's why they call it comfort food because like, you know, like the creamy mac and cheese or I don't know, like things like that, that like comfort food can be different for everyone or like chips and, um, and that's okay, you know, to do every once in a while, but are you like, what is your purpose? If like, if you do want to, you know, step out of that comfort zone and, you know, you're in the growth zone, like you got to make some changes and that's hard. Like, we're not saying like, that's easy. Just like step out of it. It's like super hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think I almost chickened out. Like we went for this weekend, like I almost chickened out where we went and I got up on the hill and I had my other boots strapped in and I had a lot of like nervousness and my like heart was really racing. And then I kind of like switched where I was like, I'm so lucky that I get to try this. Like, I'm so lucky that I have this opportunity to like figure it out and I'll go down this hill once. And if I feel nervous again or afraid again, I, I won't go again. And then I just like went and then I, I made it down and I was like, okay, like, let me go back up and let me try to turn and like pendulum. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I did it. And I'm like, okay, let me try this. Like, it was just little steps of confidence or little, little step forwards with confidence and comfort to myself that like, yeah. it's okay if you're not good and you want to stop after this. Yeah. And like, and that's okay. Where I really expanded my zones and was able to do that I think there was like a quote we saw before where it was like create a home you can thrive in or create a home base you can thrive in so like you yeah if you were like my home base of physical activity and cardiovascular health is being able to run for 20 minutes that's my home base and I can thrive in that I hate running but I'll only for my optimal health, I'll only commit myself to 20 minutes and I won't do like 21 kilometers. <laughs> I won't do yeah. this crazy thing where I don't reap the joy anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So I think having like just maybe, maybe like, I don't even know what I was going to say, but I'm like, listen to yourself. Yeah. I think having support too helps when you're getting out of your comfort zone for the first time. Like you you know, we're with a group of friends that like, mm-hmm. they were all doing the same similar thing. Cause it's hard mm-hmm. to do things alone. Um, I'm kind of laughing because so, um, Ben and his dad, his dad really likes to ski. And so we've been like talking about it. Um, and then Ben's like, Oh, I want to like go skiing too. Cause we're like talking about blue mountain and I'm like, okay. I'm like, maybe not the supportive. I'm like, okay, Ben, the one who's like terrified of heights, like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go ski so I mean I guess 
if it's like a fear and he wants to like go into that growth zone of trying it I gotta be like yeah buddy do it go push him up on the ski the ski ramp go fly you're right though about the supportive part like when I was trying the new the different hills and the different heights and the different steepness there was one part but I think it's like I feel so comfortable with the group that I went with too because when we were going up on a steeper one and the person I went with, Justine, was like, ready for the next one? And I was like, no. <laughs> she started laughing at me. She's like, you look so scared. But she, her response to me was like, okay, let's just do this one a couple more times till you're ready. And I'm like, okay, I can, like, I can do that. I am fearful right now. But as long as you're accepting me, I need a couple more times to go down this and then I can do it. So support, a, like, yeah, support system is really good. And like we supported you when we started running, right? Like we went with you. Yeah. You know what? Um, I like made a TikTok that, or not a TikTok, like a reel on Instagram, just kind of like my journey to like get to pregnancy. And that picture that I have of like you, me and Crystal, when we went running that one day, <laughs> I couldn't walk for like days after. But <laughs> honestly, that day, like, meant so much to me because Mm -hmm. it like got me out and I'm like and then I think I saw my naturopath like a few days after that and it was just like this full like like shift of change for me that I'm just like okay they're running I just got my apple watch I want to run with them too and I like I have a plan I have the support from a naturopath that I didn't have like support in eating or things like that before um so yeah I just want to say that that day meant so much to me (laughs) anytime Grace (laughs) (laughs) I think um like as we wrap up this episode and I mentioned it in previous um episodes there was this one podcast I was listening to Mm -hmm. and what caught me listening to it was like how to be successful and it was only like eight (laughs) minutes long I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you got me. Okay. You listen got to me. It. Um, but it said like to be successful, you got to track your progress. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to lose like weight, you know, track your track, like your, your weight each week or how many days or whatever. If you, if you want to start running, like start running slowly and that's how you'll, you'll start feeling more successful is like when you get better at it. And that takes time that takes progress. And I totally felt that with running because the first day I couldn't even walk for days after, like I was so sore, but the amazing thing about after that, when I kept it up for those months, I was, is that it got easier. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting, I am getting more successful at this. Or, and it, it applies to anything in your life. Like you just start tracking your progress. Um, and so I always think about that, even with eating and working out and, you know, taking time to whatever your, your goal is, you got to put in the work. Yeah. Um, what's that thing going around TikTok now? It's like, don't be mad at the, don't be mad at the success you didn't have because of the work you didn't put in. Yeah. And like, I think of that 
that's that can be kind of harsh to some people like I think to us it's very motivating because we have a different mindset um from sports and that's not always the healthiest mindset (laughs) I'll say that as well but I just feel tracking your progress like it goes back to seeing like um what is that we talked about on the hormone episode where it was like when you to-do list like you check off the to-do list oh. and it creates a chemical like, yeah 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 I feel like seeing the progress it like checks off a chemical in your brain too like that makes you happy yeah and over I don't know like for me overcoming new and gaining new skills makes me happy because there's like that curiosity and ha- happiness I think is like linked to curiosity um so yeah, don't be afraid. Like, find new things. Like, I don't think learning accounting would be fun to me. But trying a sport like boxing or, like, snowboarding is, is fun. Yeah, totally. Well, and each each their own. Each to their own, right? Oh, right. Because some people might like learning coding and accounting and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I really enjoyed this episode. And I hope everyone else did as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I hope everyone is doing well. They're staying warm wherever you're listening um, or cooling off if you're in um, warmer climates. If so, I'm jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my house right. in a house robe working because it's freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, till next week. So we hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week. Mm-hmm. So your podcast, Andy's, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.